Good morning, all you hardworking entrepreneurs and business owners out there. Welcome back to Keep Going. Today, we'll be featuring Valentino Luna, founder of Corporate Diagnostic Center and an entrepreneur who is at the start of an exciting business journey. I think everyone listening will agree that it's remarkable what grit and hard work can produce in just a matter of months. Well, Valentino, thanks for uh, being with us today. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to this. All right. We're super excited to have you on the show. To get us kicked off, why don't you take a few minutes and tell us a little bit about your business, what you do? So I incorporated Corporate Diagnostic Center Syndicate. We go by Corporate Diagnostic Center. And so basically, it is a business-to-business model to empower entrepreneurs to have access to business services that are affordable, reliable, and trustworthy. And so the goal is to help every person in the United States that can legally own a business to give them access to it in all languages that represent the United States. Awesome. That is great to hear. I love, I love the way you're focused on the same group of people we're trying to service here at Mizuma. One of the questions we like to kind of start off with is what, what was it that kind of inspired you or gave you the idea to start this business? Yeah, absolutely. So when I first incorporated my business, I actually didn't realize it was more than $209 to incorporate. I just thought, you know, I had an idea. I saw a commercial. I was jobless. I was hungry. And I said, $209. And I looked at my refrigerator. And then I looked at this opportunity to start my business. And then I looked at my refrigerator again. And then I said, I could eat eggs and I can eat ramen. I think that will be (laughs) fine. You know, I literally thought that. And then I said, I'm going to do it. So I incorporated thinking that I had like 90 days because I did my research. And in the state where I incorporated, guess what? It was 48 hours. In 48 hours, I had incorporated a business. And I didn't just incorporate a business. I incorporated a C-Corp. <laughs> I said, oh my word, this is this is like happening right now. Like I didn't have time to get the insurance, the certifications, none of that stuff. So I went to the bank. I got approved. I went to the bank the day before I incorporated to make sure. I said, can you analyze my credit to make sure that I'm not going to have any roadblocks when I open up this business? Because if not, I could put a pin on it. And the representative said, you have a great idea. I think you should go ahead and do it. So I incorporated and then all of a sudden it was off to the races. So this thing that was supposed to take me just like a year, maybe six months or a year, all of a sudden turned into an overnight. You have to do this right now. Like you have to insure it. You have to, you know, get all you have to, there's X, Y, and Z that you have to follow. Right? right. I've never opened up a business before. And so when I went to get my business services, people treated me so cruelly. They made me drive to their stores to show them my articles of formation, my identification card. And what they didn't realize was that I have 12 years of working in call centers. So I have the patience of a saint normally, right? (laughs) And so I have the stamina of a pit bull. So then I sat there at the end of the first day, I had spent 17 hours with this one company trying to prove who I was, trying to prove that I was an American citizen, trying to prove that I was the actual owner, and no one knew how to process it. Everybody just treated me so cruelly. They thought that I was a a scammer and fraud. And I sat there and I looked at my husband and I said, you know, I'm experiencing this and you know how I speak to people. So how are the rest of Americans dealing with this? How are those hardworking Americans that work two jobs, that have families and children at home and like they're exhausted and they don't have that time that I do? 
I was like, this is unacceptable. I was like, and what about the people in the United States that speak English as a second language? What about those people? So you're telling me that they're just going to make them go in circles and waste their time? And what if they didn't have enough gas to drive to the four different locations? Some of them as far as an hour and a half out, right? And so I sat there and I said, you know what? I have to change my business model. My business model is no longer business to businesses for small to medium sized businesses. My business model is for entrepreneurs. And so let's go. Let's take notes. Let's, let's find out how they're treating these entrepreneurs and let's, let's go for the big guys. Every time I saw a small business owning, we love all small businesses. We want to empower you. We want to do this for you. Okay. I'm going to call you. <laughs> and so you know what? That's what I did. Every company. Big companies too. Like when I say big companies, these are 40, 50, 60 billion dollar companies. And I went. So that's how my business started. That is really cool. Your your vision came about as you were in the process of starting and organizing your own business. I love that because it goes along so well with why we're doing this podcast and why we have you on here today. There's this picture of what small business is. Mm-hmm. And you've got the big business view of small business, and then you've got the reality of what small business is, you know? And there's this huge disconnect between the day to day real life experience of us as small business owners and what the market or the economy and, and the bigger businesses have created as what it means to be a small business. Thank you for saying that and reiterating that because that's actually one of the reasons why. So I have my podcast, Entrepreneur Beginnings with Queer H CEO. When I reach out to some of these entrepreneurs, the stigmatism behind the word entrepreneur is mind-blowing. They automatically think tech. They think just corporate America. And I reached out to this woman who's been reading cards in Santa Fe for years, super successful, makes a huge living off of it. I said, do you want to be on my show? She's like, oh, I can't be on your show. It's on LinkedIn and you know all this stuff. And I said, what, what, do, what does that mean? And she said, I'm not an entrepreneur. I'm like, do you take money from people? She said, yes. I'm like, do you pay your taxes for the money that you take for those people? She said, yes, you are an entrepreneur. Right. She's like, I am? Like, yes, you are an entrepreneur. I was like, you are what America goes, how America goes round in the business world. Just because you don't have a building, just because you don't have like advertisement on big billboards does not make you an entrepreneur. So I empower you and I invite you to share your story, to invite other entrepreneurs just like yourself that are feel so disempowered by this by this idea. I want to empower you to own the fact that you are an entrepreneur and you are giving back to the United States. Like you are a part of what makes us go round. So embrace that. And she said, absolutely. I've spoken to musicians. I've spoken to people that you don't think to speak to. And the reason is because they need business services too. They need to be treated like business owners. You're a business owner. Let me help you do it the right way. Yeah, we have so much alignment with you on that talk about uh, you were sitting there trying to get your business going and you're like, wait a second, time out. We're going a different route, right? What other kind of pivot points have you had along the way where you're like, oh man, I need to adjust here because that's not going to, that's not going to happen. So many, I've had so many of those moments and it always looks like failure to people around me. It looks like failure every day. And so So I ran into this hiccup. I was trying to prove that my organization was an organization, right? I'm kind of like a Gucci and Versace kind of person. Like I'm I'm loyal to my brands, right? And so whenever I think of the brand that I'm creating, I always remind myself, you are creating an American brand. You want to be Gucci and Versace of the United States, right? For business to business services. 
And so I was like, what is the one thing that I need right now? And I said, I need the Google, I need that green check mark from the Google gods. And let me tell you, friends, that is a very, very challenging thing to get. And so I incorporated my business in Delaware. You know, I had to get office space. Well, guess what? The office space that I saw for $500 a month on the beach, I was like, this is a dream come true. No, when they speak to you in person, it's not $500. It is $1,200 before taxes, before fees, before all this stuff. And next thing you know, it it's $1,600, which is over three times the amount that I wanted to pay, right? Yeah. So that was the first, first misstep. And so by doing that, that's why I actually aligned myself to be a broker for office space because I was like, no, these people need to have office space straight away so that way they can rely on this service. And so I went and my address got all, I had tried to change it. And when once you put that address, right, you have to pay money. If you have a C-Corp, you have to pay money to get an addendum to get that updated or else it does not change. And so you have you get stuck with these contracts and you're like, ooh, I cannot buy my way out of this one. And so then I wrote to Google. Google did their process. We went back and forth for 45 days. I'm all about all languages. And I'm also all about helping people with disabilities as well. And so I have disabilities. I have PTSD and have ADHD. So when I'm reading documents, I either panic and I don't I overlook something or you know, I have to slow down, right? Because there's just so much stuff going on. I was like, wow, this is really intense. This is a lot of reading. So I finally got the check mark from Google, followed the whole process. And guess who decided to sell <laughs> Google My Business Suite? This guy. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm like, no, if you guys don't have a middle guy, you now have a middle guy because yeah. now they can come to me. And when I incorporate them, I say, okay, now this is the step that I took. Don't do that same misstep because I don't want you to have regret that and pay more money than you should. So you, this is the first step. This is the second step. Now, when it comes to my Google, my business suite, I'm going to guide you through that process as well. And I'm going to give it to you for free in the first 30 days. So that way you understand, I help you navigate through it and we get you that green check mark that you deserve. That is so cool. I love the way your products and services continue to develop as you go through your own experience. Absolutely. Every misstep I take, if I if it's a big fight, I turn them into my partner right. <laughs> or vice versa, or they turn me into their partner. Like it's one or the other. Like right. we like they see like the struggle. I see the struggle. I find a solution. So where people see, you know, a mass, a disaster, something that is unattainable, no one says no to me. No one's ever said no to me my whole life. So when I get like a no and then nobody answers the phone to explain their no, oh, I cannot accept that. I'm from Los Angeles, California, friends. Like we do not accept that. Like, let's get this together right now. <laughs> efficiency. When I talk about efficiency, I used to work for Disneyland. When you work for some of the biggest prestigious companies in the world, you have high expectations. You're taught to be efficient through and through all the way to that dust particle in the middle of that quarter that nobody cares about. I care about because right. that's the way I was trained. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, that's well, a great we, thing. We've talked about some of the, the challenges that you faced in getting your business going and also maybe some of the missteps and things like that. What has been the most rewarding thing about starting and running your own business? Oh, wow. That's a, I don't want to cry, but I Gosh, I I don't want to cry, Barbara Walters, my friend. <laughs> um, so so in the middle of all this, I'm paying my my bills through this platform called UpLive, and so on UpLive, I'm known as the dancing CEO. 
And so I entertain the world. Like I have an audience in the Philippines and in India and in China. Wang Yinpeng, you to my friends in China, if you're listening. And Mahalakita to my friends in the Philippines, if you're listening. And Assalamu Alaikum to my friends in the East, if you're listening. So I have all these friends and I entertain them. And so then I realized that my business model needs to extend further, right? And so I spoke to this one person in the Philippines and I said, hey, like, tell me more about what your needs are, because I realized that I have a global reach now and I have a product that I can sell. I have another product that I can sell in 200 countries. I was like, so tell me, I was like, would you be comfortable with this amount of money? And he said, that's a lot of money. To me, that was not a lot of money. To me, it was like $45, right? And I'm just asking them for three minutes of their time every single day to do something for me. And he, he sent me a message and he said, that little bit is going to help me spend so much more time with my family. And this is a guy that lives in the Philippines. And I cried because I said, that's what I want. I want that to happen in the United States as well. I want to be able to have that effect where people come to me and they say, thank you. I have more time to spend with my family going through this process and being less stressed out because of all the hard work that you took. And so one of my friends that's starting a business was about to give up. And I said, just remember this friend. I said, every heartache, every hardship that we deal with today is going into something where we're going to make it easier for the people, maybe not today, but maybe in five years and maybe in 10 years, and maybe their children are going to be closer to these family members because of the hard work that we put into it today. So just remember that all of our sacrifices are not for, they're not for nothing, it is for something at the end of the day. That is so awesome. You know, you, you bring up a common thread that often comes up in, in our interviews with small business owners and entrepreneurs. In the end, one of the most motivating and fulfilling elements of running a small business is serving other people and helping lighten their load, right? One yeah. way or another, whether they're an employee or they're a customer or a client or a vendor, nothing keeps you going like knowing that you are making someone else's life a little bit easier. Absolutely. And there are days where I just want to give up. And there are days where I'm, I'm, I'm so defeated and I'm so frustrated that it hurts. Like my whole body hurts. And I have a new hashtag and my hashtag is leading with PTSD because I don't, I never saw it. Um, when I created it, it said it had never been used. And I was like, that's a huge surprise. I was like, because we need to be more mindful that there are people out there that do lead with PTSD. For someone like me, I have to filter myself and double filter myself. I have to ask myself before I say something, is this my PTSD or is is this a normal reaction? If this is not a normal reaction, then I have to keep it to myself and internalize it and then problem solve for other people. But you know what? I do it every day because you know what? I do what's right. And when you're when people are not used to someone working with somebody that does what's right all the time, they don't know how to get around them. There is no getting around me. You have to go through me. Yeah. Like if you don't go through me and do it the right way, you're never going to get to the right spot ever. That's so good to share. There's no workarounds, right? It's honesty. The other thing that you know you keep bringing up that I think is so important is the money aspect of things fade. Oh yeah, you can do things for money, but if you do that, you lose the motivation to keep going, and you lose the substance of what you're doing. Right? It's not enjoyable when you get into it. It's the things you were telling your friend that are just remember we're not doing this just for ourselves, right? It's we're doing it for our employees. We're doing it for our kids. We're doing it for all these other reasons. That's the motivation that lasts. You can go make more money somewhere else, go and doing something else. So it's easy to give up if money's your objective. If you have a higher objective, it's hard to just abandon that. Absolutely. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because so everybody thinks I'm completely insane and your jaw is going to drop with what I'm going to tell you right now. But this very prominent bank offered to invest in my company. 
And I told them, absolutely not. And they were just like, all you have to do is this. And like, you know, I had my business plan and everything sorted out for them. And I was like, no, I do not want that. And they're like, why? And I was like, because you're going to bring your values, you're going to bring your old way of doing business, and you're going to dilute my vision. And I do not, I would rather build this from the ground up, hungry and begging for money than to go into an old system that does not work. One of the things that I'm doing is I'm teaching new business owners how to like embrace their vision and run with it. I'm not trying to teach them how to do it the old way. I'm trying to teach it teach them how to do it their way because that's what America is about. It's about us being individuals and us stepping up and saying, this is what I want for for what I see as the American dream, and I'm going to go after it. And then that's where Corporate Diagnostic Center comes in. And we give you a team of people to support your vision, to make sure you're compliant on day one. That is so great. Your, your ability to hold true to the principles that you embody, right? There's a place mm-hmm. for capital investment. There's a place for boards of directors. And there's a, there's a place for all that. But if you make that your primary goal and let go of what you set out to accomplish... You end up with nothing but a dollar bill in your hand. You lose the opportunity to fulfill what you set out to accomplish in the first place. Maybe a little bit more of a personal question, but your choice to start this business, how has that affected you maybe in your personal life? So let's be honest. It has affected me on so many different levels where I actually have to pause because now this group called 100 Indigenous People Group, which is a group for Native American folks throughout the world, had reached out and asked me if I wanted to be a mentor. And I said, have you not been watching what I've been posting? Why would you want me as a mentor, right? (laughs) I have been very candid. That's when it was an eye opener for me, because not only did they reach out to me, but then LinkedIn reached out to me with this organization. And so then I said, well, people are looking to me. And I looked at my spouse and I said, wow, now I need to watch my language. Don't you always watch your language? I'm like, no, now I really need to watch my language because now... I'm in a different game. Now I am going to be a role model for a Hispanic or an Indian or a Persian out there or somebody where they look to me and they see that I'm similar to them. They now have somebody that's a business owner that is loud, you know, that is a representation of being multicultural, of being from the LGBT community, of being from a a hidden community of PTSD leaders. You know what I mean? And so like I embody all these things, which is a huge responsibility. And so that just happened over the past seven days where now I'm like, okay, I'm building a brand. I thought I was building just a company and a brand within my company, but there's also a personal brand and a personal responsibility that I have to the generations that are going to come. Because after when I die, I'm pretty sure my name's going to be out there somewhere. Maybe just like some little Google thing and somebody may run across it. And what did I represent at the end of the day, right? So I have to ask myself that daily now. That's awesome. That leads me to one of our questions that we like to ask is when you compare, compared to day one, how has your definition of success as a small business owner changed? I said it the other day and I said, even if I fail today, even if everybody was confused about what I had done, even if nobody ever shows up, the fact that the day that those doors close, hopefully I, I don't have to, but if I were to have to, that in itself is the biggest success I've ever experienced in my life because I have never done something like this before. So even in my failure, I have succeeded. I am proud of everything that I have created because I did it right. I did it efficiently and I did not take shortcuts and I did not take any handouts at all. I did this on my own accord 
and it hurt. It hurt. It hurt. But I believe in the power of prayer. I believe in the power of self, and I believe in the power of will. Well, that's great. And you point out something that often comes to the surface that so much of our our business journey, which seems at the outset to be about what we're going to do in the economy, what we're going to do financially, actually has to do with what's happening on the inside, how our view on life is changing, what character traits we're developing, what humility we're gaining, what confidence we're gaining. You know, just there's so many lessons to learn. Small business just has this way of putting you through this this fire that is a refining fire of our of our attributes. Absolutely, and there is a pause. I had realized that instead of getting offended when when one of my close friends is like, "But what are you doing? I don't understand." I pause now and I say, "No, even though they're not going to be a customer, or, you know, they're still part of my network. Let me call you." And so I'll, I called her. I said, "You know what? Actually, I'm going to offer you a job, and you tell me what this sounds like to you." And I was like, think of this as a job interview, okay? And so she said, okay. And I'm walking around Walmart looking for every great value food ever, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> um, and so, so we're all about Walmart and my spouse is shopping and I'm giving her this interview and I'm saying, so do you do this? Do you do that? And then I explain what I do from a business perspective as a business owner. And, and she said, can you stop? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you just had a CEO voice right now. And I was like, what, you what is a CEO voice? And so I stop and I break. And then I realized I did break. I did break from that. This is, this is what I'm doing to, oh, well, I'm back to being your friend. And she said, no, you literally turned into a CEO with everything you just said to me. And that, refi- that being refined, that does come in time. That is part of the evolution of what we do, right? Yeah. Uh, learning when to pause, learning when to really take note to what the other person is saying, trying to understand how that is part of your vision as well and making sure that you communicate clearly so that way other people can understand you. It's all part of the process. One of the things that I, you made me think about as you were talking about that is as small businesses are coming to you or, or you're talking to other people about small businesses, what is your advice to people who are getting in and thinking of starting a new business? I would say the number one thing is to never give up. Never give up on yourself. Never give up on your vision because it is important. If it was important for you to take that first step to incorporate your business and you started that process, do not let money get in the way. Do not let friends get in the way. And don't ask your friends if sometimes it's okay. If you've asked them three times and you don't get a response, keep them as your friends. Find a different way to do it. Find a different way to communicate it because this is your baby. This is your child. So how would you raise your child? How do you want your child to be a good reflection of who you are at the end of the day? You want your child to understand your vision and your dreams and what you want, the values that you want to instill in them. So think about your business as a child. This is my child. I want my child to have all the values that I have and I want to instill that in my child, right? So you just keep going. That really addresses the, you know, the title of our podcast is, is keep going, right? I love the title of your podcast because that's one of my hashtags. Hashtag keep going, friends. That's cool. <laughs> hey, as we, as we come to the end here, we always like to ask a question in that concept of keep going. Obviously, you've come across a lot of challenges, getting things up and going, establishing your business. I love that you're taking that and creating a business to help other people avoid those same challenges that you had to face. But in spite of all of those challenges, what is it that keeps you motivated to keep pushing through and to to keep this business up and going? 
So I, I did my soft grand opening for Corporate Diagnostic Center on October 16th. I also had created a subsidiary called DK International Corporation, which is an official uplive agency for international platform to support the people that I spoke about before, right? And so I did that hard grand opening on October 16th. On October 16th of 1996, I forget if it's 97 or 96, I ran away from home because I was abused and I was called the F word every day. Like they never called me by my name. Like it was just a really bad experience. And so I remember that moment of oppression and breaking free from that as a teenager. And that was 25 years ago. And so I remember, you know, making that decision to leave a home where I was getting abused, but they fed me, I had shelter and all that stuff to living on the streets, living and eating off eating out of garbage cans and crying and not knowing what was going to happen and not knowing if I was going to live or die. And I always, I did my grand opening on that day because I want to remember always that as long as I make the right decision and I keep going and I believe in myself and I believe that God will always be there for me, then I am empowered to keep going because as long as I'm not hurting anyone and I'm doing it the right way, I'm doing it the right way and I just keep going. So that is what empowers me every single day. That's beautiful. You're an inspiration. This is going to be a great podcast. I really do hope so because I believe that everybody, you know, we all, we're all told that we could do this or we can do that. But the reality is, is that you can do what you believe you can do. You don't have to get outside validation to keep going. You don't need anyone's validation to keep going. You just do what's right and what's true to you and to your values. As long as you stick true to that and you stay rooted within your own values and you understand them then that is where your strength comes from. Your fire will come later. And when you get lit and that fire happens, you are going to be unstoppable. So just keep on going. Thank you so much, Valentino. We really Thank you for having me. Uh, real quick, where can our listeners connect with you or learn more about your business? Oh, yes. So if you guys want to connect with me, uh, my main Facebook page is at Queer Hispanic CEO. And that links you to everywhere. So you can get to www.corporatediagnosticcenter.com. Oh, actually, more importantly, go there. Go there because I'm going to offer everybody that sends me a message that says Mazuma and they send me a Mazuma code. They're gonna, they don't have to buy a ticket to my grand opening on January 3rd, 2022. They're going to get a free ticket and I'm going to incorporate whoever gets chosen that day on January 3rd. They're going to get an incorporation in one of the 50 states as long as they're a U.S. citizen. And then they're also going to get uh, free business services, a free website for one year. And they're also going to get uh, Google My Business and a Google Suite for one year as wow. well. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's going to be a raffle. Everybody else has to buy a ticket. That ticket is $49.99 to go to that grand opening. But anybody that sends me a message and says says Mazuma, they're good. They get a free ticket as uh, long as they listen to your show. Oh, that's cool. great. Thank you very much. Awesome. And then you can email me at info at cdcs.services. Well, hey, thank right. you so much. Thank you to our amazing listeners. Remember to focus on your business triumphs, no matter how small. Have hope, and always keep going. 